Hey guys, welcome to the Bohoning Soul Podcast. Uh, today I've got a really cool guest. Um, I started following this uh, young lady here uh, on Instagram. I don't know. I'm gonna say, well, but maybe like six, five, six months ago. Uh, we tried to actually uh, hook up and get this uh, podcast recorded back in October, I believe, and uh, the audio was just absolutely terrible. It fell apart. Um, and uh, we had to kind of try and uh, do it again. So uh, between hunting season and trade show season and all that stuff, plus uh, she has a life, I have a life, all that stuff, we finally were able to get together and uh, get a podcast recorded. Um, her name is um, Caitlin Moss, and uh, you can find her on Instagram. You can find her on YouTube. Um, I will leave a uh, link below in the description um, on the, on the, on the show notes and everything like that. If you want to go follow her, she is, uh, you know, got, she's gaining popularity on Instagram. Definitely. She is a pretty legit hunter, not pretty legit. She is a legit hunter. Um, unlike a lot of, uh, a lot of the other kind of people you might see on Instagram. So, uh, she shot a really nice buck this year. Unfortunately, she was not able to find it and recover it in time until, you know, it was, it was too late basically till the next day. Um, you know, uh, the meat was, you know, unfortunately, you know, lost, but, um, you know, she'll, she'll tell the story here. We didn't go super, super deep into it, but, um, you can definitely watch her video uh, on this. It is a really, really nice buck. And, um, you know, she, uh, she, she's definitely doing this for the right reasons. I think in the end of the, uh, or somewhere in the episode here, she does, she says, um, you know, you know, if, if Instagram were to go away tomorrow and social media were to go away tomorrow, I'd still be doing this. So, and, and absolutely. So anyway, um, with that said, uh, a couple of the things of housekeeping, again, uh, definitely leave a rating for this podcast. It's hugely, hugely helpful. Uh, it takes no, lo no time to do, honestly. It's kind of a pain in the ass. I know you got to hit a couple other keystrokes, but uh, it's, it's really, really helpful to get this podcast found on all the podcatchers. Definitely share the podcast. I greatly appreciate that. Tell uh, people who you think uh, might be interested in this kind of stuff, whether it's bow hunting or hunting or, you know, uh, uh, wild game uh prep related stuff, whatever. We talk about everything here. So that would be greatly appreciated. Also check out the YouTube videos of the YouTube channel, Bowhunting Soul YouTube channel. Uh, keep putting stuff out there all the time and um, support the channel if you want, if you'd like to, that'd be great by either clicking on any of those uh, affiliate links that I talk about in the, in my YouTube stuff with, if I'm talking about products or whatnot, uh, it goes to Amazon. And, you know, if you go through my link, it, it costs you no, no extra zero, nothing, nada, but, um, I do get uh, commission back for buying, you know, and clicking through my link, no matter what it is that you buy. And also the t-shirts, I've got t-shirts for sale, uh, on uh, the Teespring site. So that's T E E spring.com slash bowling soul, or if you go to teespring.com, look for the Bowhunting Soul uh, uh, storefront, and I've got some archery-related uh, t-shirts out there. So anyway, with that said, uh, without further ado, this is my interview with Caitlin Moss. Something should pop up. Yeah, it says you're recording. There we go. Okay. Yeah, I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, I think we finally figured out... Um, uh, how to actually do this because I've run into this problem with like a bunch of other people and uh, between between Skype and internet connections and my crappy ass laptop that can't keep up with video and recording at the same time um, yeah. I think uh, I think we figured it out so so we're recording we can kind of kind of roll right into this if you're if you're all right with it this is kind of round yeah, two that's... for us Caitlin <laughs> uh, for for uh, for everybody listening here this is uh, Caitlin Moss 
and uh, we tried, I guess, back in October. Was it October that we that we did uh, this? It was a while ago. I think so. It might have been October. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think before, like the like the full swing of the rut and all that stuff, and in, in hunting season, and uh, we we did about an hour, and then I looked at the the audio files, and they were just terrible. I'm like, oh god, I gotta tell her we gotta do this freaking thing over again. So, <laughs> you know, so and you got busy, and I got busy, and you've been on a bunch, you've been on a bunch of other stuff too. You know, you've you've been kind of busy. We can we can kind of get into that, but. Um, for you know, for those that haven't heard of you, I guess you want to just kind of tell everybody you know who you are and and, and what you do, and just kind of a little brief synopsis of, of who Caitlin is. Sure. So Caitlin Moss, as you said, um, I am originally from Pennsylvania, but I'm living in Missouri right now. Um, I moved out here for college, but obviously the hunting is pretty good out here, so mm-hmm. I really like it out here and. Uh, yep, I killed a buck this year, and so I'm pretty pretty jacked up about that. And yeah, so yeah, da- a dandy know. buck. Where, where in, I, I might ask you this before. Where in Pennsylvania are you, are you from? Uh, like South Central, so like Harrisburg area. Oh, okay, okay, yep, yep. Like Harrisburg, Hershey, around there. It's a pretty area there. I've been to Hershey Park a couple times. You know. Yeah. It, it, I I I hear there's a rumor they actually like um like pump in the smell of chocolate and stuff in all, in all the places i don't know if that's true or not i don't know if that's 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 bs or what but uh i mean it's like not really like so like hershey park like i don't think a lot of people realize what it is it's like a theme park it's the actual chocolate factory and then like they have concerts and stuff there so it's like a really big place but from like every place that I've been, you really only smell chocolate within the factory. So that is true, but I don't know if it's like pumped in or if it's just because they actually do make it there. Make it there. So. Yeah. And the town's pretty cool too. I've driven through um, like, you know, Hershey proper kind of thing. You know, it's kind of, yeah. it's kind of hilly, really pretty, small, mm-hmm. like older, uh, you know, older town, you know, kind of thing. So it's, it's, it's pretty, you know, very pretty, but anyway, we're not here to talk about chocolate or Hershey park and everything. So, uh, you, you moved, you moved out to Missouri, right? You said, and is that, you go out there for school, for work or what do you do? Yeah. So I moved out here for college. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of trying to figure out what I want to do for work. Um, I went to school for marketing. Um, so I've, been kind of trying to pursue that avenue a little bit and then incorporate the outdoors with that so currently I'm doing a lot of like um, videography photography stuff not just for myself but like for other people and and helping run a few businesses and just just some like marketing type stuff but I don't I kind of have my foot in a few different avenues so I'm not really sure where it's gonna go but it's it's been it's been going. <laughs> hey, uh, on that note, actually, I don't know if you follow the hunting public at all, but uh, they just put out something for uh, the upcoming. Is, is like, is it for like the upcoming yeah. tur- turkey tour, deer tour? They're looking for uh, basically like like interns. You know what I mean for. Um, uh, videography and, and, and that kind of stuff. So you'd be behind the camera, but uh, I, don't, I don't know if that, you know, I, I looked at that going, huh, I bet, I bet you they're getting like flooded with like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but like thousands of people because those guys are just like blown up so yeah. much. I love the videos. <laughs> yeah, they're awesome. Like, honestly, like I had only just heard about them like within the last year, but it's kind of ironic because like literally so many people are like, oh my gosh, you should do it, blah, blah, blah. But like I already literally do everything they do. It's just like not as intense, I guess, because it's just me. But like mm-hmm. it's kind of weird because we like my style is very similar to theirs. And I, I, I have thought about it, but I'm also like 
it's an unpaid position, which I totally get where they're coming from. But I also like can't really afford to like take months and months off of work, you know. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of where I'm coming at. So I don't know. I'll I'll have to think it over. But I think it, it would be a really great opportunity for anybody that does get it. So. Yeah, and those guys are everywhere too, because they kind of split yeah. up, you know, because they've got a bunch of people now, you know. So and and I I, I we can kind of lead into what you're doing too. Um, I I think. You know, the reason I like watching that kind of stuff is, A, I get to live vicariously through people who actually get to kill shit instead of me. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and they're real. You know, it's not like the, yeah. you know, like the Drewries and the Lakoskis with the, you know, two two to five million dollar farms and this and that, which, you know, if that's your thing, that's fine. But mm-hmm. um, it seems like those, you know, those guys and like, say, born and raised and, you know, uh, even before that, a little bit like Heartland Bowhunter, that kind of stuff, they really turned the tables on like, what what us average people, you know, like average Joe and Jane yeah. Hunter, you know, um, are really actually doing in the field. You know, not, none of this manicured stuff. No, you know, no growing deer until they're six years old where they have absolutely no pressure. <laughs> they're stupid deer walking around because they never get shot at until they're ready yeah. to get shot at, you know. So, right. um that's that's kind of the thing and i think it's blown up so much uh that that people can relate and people can relate to people like that and they can relate to to someone like you you know and especially uh in i don't know in the last would you say ease i mean definitely in the last five years right but probably five to ten years the whole like you know popular like female hunter thing has been you know i don't want to say accepted but accepted you know what do you think of that yeah, I mean, it's it's a up-and-coming thing for sure. I mean, just within the last, uh, I don't know, I guess I guess three to four years now is when I've been kind of, I guess, kind of involved with the industry side of things, not just hunting. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, even just within those that short amount of time, like, I have seen a big push for a lot of women that, you know, they're coming up and stuff. And some are legitimate, some are not, but that's a different topic. <laughs> that's yeah. Um, you know what? If you want to go down that road, we can. I don't really. I wasn't going to bring it up, but whatever. I mean, I, I have I have no shame, and in, in you know, there's there's the Barbies out there, and then there's like the yeah. the real the real ones that actually, you know, are in it for you know for the right reasons. Literally, anytime I talk to anyone, like even podcasts or whatever, this is always like the biggest topic, and some people are like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't want to bring it up," but I just I don't know, I have like no I. Yeah, I just, I genuinely have a passion for it. I really love to hunt. I've, I always have, and I always will, like, regardless of social media, like, if it all dies tomorrow, I'm still going to be doing it, you know? So, yeah. and, and there's, there are women out there who do it for sure that, you know, the same way and how I feel is the right way. Um, but there's a lot of ones who, you know, they don't, and they just want the attention and 10 minutes of fame or whatever it is and you know whatever you do you but it, it kind of gives a bad light I think on not just women but like hunting in general especially to the outside looking in um yeah, yeah kind of like okay what what is this actually about like they they there's no education behind it there's no facts there's just a hot girl that's wearing a bikini putting up a trail camera which makes uh-huh. no sense anyone you know because you you hunt in full full makeup all the time you know looking in in your kill pics or you know fully makeup fully coiffed hair all that all that stuff you know um i did mention the last time we talked and obviously it didn't get you know recorded but um i thought it was funny in one of your little clips you were uh you know you're you're driving around in your car right and i think (laughs) you were gonna go hunting and you had like your makeup case out right and if someone Uh were to see just that little little clip to make of God, here's another girl putting on makeup, you know, getting ready. Yeah. But you were doing it. You were putting on war paint. 
<laughs> yep. Yeah, I was drawing <laughs> sticks on my face. <laughs> drawing sticks on your face. That was pretty cool. You didn't have a camo, and I believe you put. I don't know what you call it. Is it? Uh, what did you put? What? What? what I, I'm. I'm so like clueless on makeup. What would you call that? Well, it was just. It was eyeshadow. But what? Eyeshadow, what I did. Yeah. Because it was like, that was the, the, the season opener on September 15th, and yeah. it was like 90 degrees. And I typically wear like a, a thin face mask, like, you know, for most of my season. But when it's that hot, I don't want to have this like piece of fabric over me. So I was just painting some sticks on my face to like kind of blend in because, you know, I'm pasty white. So I didn't want to be like a glowing face in the middle right. of the woods. So. Yeah. Okay, so here's a question that could be a hot tip um, for because because all this stuff is marketed like regular makeup, right? Is marketed for you know to not run, to not streak, right? You see all like the yeah. I don't know Revlon commercials, whatever. So would, would would a guy be better off using something like that because you know it's not going to sweat off, or are they just better off buying like the you know Hunter Specialties like you know cheap camo or or you know Carbo mask or something like that? You know, does that stuff actually stay on, or does it like sweat off like anything else? Well, it just depends on the brand. I mean, some are good. You kind of get what you pay for, I guess. Um, The stuff that I put on it, it honestly held, like it held up. You just can't really touch your face. If you're touching your face a lot, then it's obviously going to come off. Spears off, yeah. It stayed on even with me sweating. So, yeah, I don't know. I (laughs) I think it's funny we're talking about health and and makeup. (laughs) That's funny. Hey, you know, I mean, whatever works. I mean, hunters have used pretty much anything that, you know, to their advantage, you know, as long as it works. So Um, if you feel manly enough to walk through the makeup section, then go for it. (laughs) Shit, if it gets me a deer down that I'm I'm all for it because I didn't shoot crap this year. Um, You know, I I, would have had one opportunity. And that was uh, coming, I was coming down the tree. It was too dark to shoot uh, at that point. It was kind of overcast that day. I had like three minutes and uh, I was, my bow was on the ground. I was halfway down the tree and um, uh, a buck comes, uh, you know, I hear like a, you know, and he stopped about like 10 yards away. We kind of looked, I mean, he's, he looked at me, I looked at him. We stared at each other for about, God, at least 10, 15 seconds. Cause I was like trying to get my head, the headlamp on, you know, and yeah. uh and I clicked my headlamp on just to kind of kind of spook him away or whatever, right? I mean, I knew it wasn't going to happen shooting him, right? I'm like, well, it's a missed opportunity. And he still didn't move because my headlamp didn't come on because, like, you know, sometimes the terminals get corroded, you know? So I'm sitting there, like, slapping my head trying to get this light to, like, kind of, you know, come on. And he still didn't move. And then, you know, finally it came on. And then, you know, we looked at each other for another five seconds. And then he just kind of walked off. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, just perfect broadside, you know, would have been a nice right. shot. And then um, and then after that, I pretty much, you know, spent, um, you know, the rest of the time either not seeing anything or, um, uh, you know, I bumped a couple deer, you know, here and there, mm-hmm. you know, trying to chase them around and stuff. But, uh, yeah, but I think you had a much more productive uh at least early season that was that was this past year wasn't it your big buck uh so yeah my my early season started off really great and then I kind of had a similar I guess the rest of the season as you um I had some close calls but nothing that was you know no great shot opportunities but yeah my my season ended like pretty fast it, it opened on the 15th of September and I shot my deer on the 26th I believe yeah um so it, it all happened pretty quick and, and it was exciting and kind of a lot of highs and lows with it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, so it you, was, 
you're probably yeah. sick of telling the story, but do you want to tell us like the quick version of the story or the long version? I don't care, but you want to tell us kind of the, the version of that story? Cause it was a really nice book and uh, you have a, you know, you have a YouTube channel and you have a, um, a video on this too. If people want to kind of follow along in depth on this, but you know, just kind of walk us through that whole deal. Yeah. So this is the third year that I've hunted that particular piece of public land. Um, and the previous two years I had shot does, but no bucks, um, mostly because I just have been trying to like pick it apart slowly year by year and, and, you know, figure out, okay, what, what, what uh, quality deer are in here just to kind of get an idea. And so this year I was really determined to shoot a buck because I've, I passed a ton of them, but they were all like, you know, young, young deer, small deer, whatever. So um, this year I got really aggressive right off the bat and um, pretty much just, went in where I, you know, with the wind in my favor and everything, and I had, had looked for sign, found the freshest sign, sat down and just kind of watched a big field. Um, and sure enough, a, a group of bucks came out um, and were feeding in it. So I kind of went off of that and each day just got a little bit closer um, for where they were coming out and they were very consistent, literally the same trail, right. um, you know, to the T, like I could go up and smack one in the face. I was that close at one point. <laughs> nice. Um, so I, you know, I got on them really fast and, um, and then I ended up hanging a tree stand and it, it honestly, I came to full draw on a buck twice, like the same deer. Um, but I couldn't get the camera on him and I was like, Oh, it's still early. Like if it was towards the end of the season, then I would probably have shot, you know, forget the camera kind of thing. But I was mm -hmm. like, I really want to get this on film. So I didn't shoot. Well, then I, I hung out for, I want to say four days. I came back after that and I ended up not, they, they didn't come back basically. Like, I think I just spooked them with the last opportunity that I had. So I backed out of there and went to a different part of the public and found this Creek bed that had a lot of sign. And then at that point, acorns were just everywhere. So I was like, all right, yeah. they're going to be at least feeding in here at some point. So I scouted it. And pretty much used the first couple of days to just observe. And I saw some bucks on the opposite side. So I went in, looked around, hung a stand. And then the next day I came back in and that was the 26th. And I had a group of bucks come at my feet and basically 15 yards I shot. And unfortunately I hit him back a little far. So I didn't find him until the next day. But um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just stoked about that deer because like I, I was there three years and I finally like sealed the deal, you know? So it was, it was really awesome. Yeah. It, it kind of feels good to, um, like you said, put, put the pieces of the puzzle together. You said you picked it apart, you know, so you put the piece of the puzzle together every time you go in, maybe like a little bit further or you figure out another little, another little piece that didn't make sense before. And you're like, okay. And you just kind of keep adjusting, adjusting your tactics, you know, and then, boom, you know, it kind of happens for you. So how, how big, uh, how big did this deer end up being? You know, I still didn't score him. I'm in the process of bleaching his skull right now. Um, yeah. so I'm going to score him when I, when I did that, he's, he's honestly not like a giant by any means, but for, for that area, like that is the biggest buck I've seen in three years. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he might be 120 if I'm lucky, but you know, like I said, for that area, I'm, I'm more than happy to have him. So, and I think last time we talked, you were actually like defleshing it, right. But you were like, letting they let the in insects do it. So you buried the skull, yeah. didn't you? How long yeah. did that take? Did that, did you have to accelerate the process before? Well, you, your, your, your ground doesn't freeze down there. Right. I mean, I'm in Minnesota, well, but <laughs> it, 
does, but the the thing is, because I shot him so early and it was still hot out. So mm-hmm. um, basically, what happened is, you know, since I didn't find him till the next day, there were already like flies getting on him mm-hmm. and laying eggs and stuff. Um, so, you know, I basically just cut cut the head off and then the I just let the insects eat all the flesh on it. Um, mm-hmm. And then once that kind of got down to basically most of the skull, then I just buried it. Um, and I let that in the ground for about three weeks and dug it up and they pretty much cleaned it, you know, to the bone. And I just had a little bit of, you know, skin and stuff that I had to pull off. But aside from right. that, it really, you know, it was, it was pretty clean, but like I said, it was still hot. So insects were out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And made it easier. <laughs> no, that's so. kind of cool. I remember you showing the pictures and, uh, basically like it's mostly buried with like a couple of antlers sticking up out of the dirt, Yep. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So, yep, that's all I did. So, <laughs> so how how far did that that buck end up running? Because I know you said you can find it, and like it went to like like a like a larger field. I think you said last time, or yeah. So, um, where I shot him is basically a creek bottom that intersects a bunch of like CRP field, fields. Okay. Um, and uh, they his bedding was like literally. I want to say less than a hundred yards from my stand. Um, and so initially that's where I thought he was going to run back to, which he, mm-hmm. he, he went that direction, but he basically ran past his bedding and out into the CRP, which was mostly that particular field was just briars and thorns and stuff. Um, so I, it was only about 200 yards that he ended up running, but I grid searched the heck out of like the Creek bottom. And I, you know, I was looking in the water and I was just trying yeah. to figure out okay, where the heck, cause to me, he would run back to his bedding, but he, he didn't. So that's kind of what threw me off and I didn't have any blood to go off of. So yeah. it made it really difficult, but um, yeah, he, he ran out into basically an open field of just like thorns and stuff. Like it, it was thick in there, but it was pretty much in the open. So it, it was, it was interesting to me that he did that. So hmm. did you, um, <laughs> did you know that like, his particular bed or you were just kind of cl- hunting close to a bedding area? Like you thought yeah. was a bedding yeah. area. Like, did you see this particular buck, you know, in a particular bed coming in and out before that or no. So when I was, when I was just kind of like observing a couple days prior, um, I had seen bucks consistently coming from like that direction. Um, so I had a feeling and, you know, it was pretty much a little bit before, like an hour or so before dark and they were just kind of feeding or feeding out towards the field. So to me, that's where they were betting. And so yep. I was like, all right, yep. so I put a stand up on that side, you know, with the wind in mind and everything. And, and that particular buck I had not seen before, but there was a group of them. So they were still, you know, grouped up at that point, um, that were pretty consistent and they all came out together and he just happened to join them that night. So I don't know if he, you know, was consistent in that area or what, but I just assume mm-hmm. he was betting the same place that those other bucks were. So it, it, it worked out that way, but yeah, yeah. maybe he thought, you know, safety know numbers or something, you know, and follow right. the rest of them out there. And yeah. Um, what, uh, so you're, you're pretty mobile, right? You're, you're like a mobile hunter. Um, what, what are you using for a stand? Like how are you getting in and out? What kind of stands are you using? What's, what's your, uh, I guess mobile setup, I guess we can get into that. Uh, well, up until now, it, it's been a, a challenge because I just have a, a, well, the brand that I have is a, is a Bigfoot um, mm-hmm. by River's Edge, I think it is. Yep. Um, and it's just a lock on, like a normal lock on. I 
you know, I've just used sticks and pretty much what I do is scout, scout, scout. And then once I kind of feel comfortable, like, okay, I like feel confident that I'm going to kill something in a certain area, then I'll hang a stand. Mm -hmm. Um, so I hunt on the ground quite a bit, um, for the most part, honestly, and have killed most of my deer on the ground. But when I, when I feel like I really need to be in a tree, I'll scout really hard and then I'll hang a stand. But this year I'm actually going to be using a tree saddle Mm -hmm. and I'm like, stoked for it because there's so many times that I'm on the ground that I'm like man I really want to be in the tree but I just you know like it might just be good for tonight only kind of thing and so there's just so many times that I need to be a little more mobile but elevated I guess so I'm really excited for that this year but up until now it's just been like hanging out on the ground until I feel like I want to hang a stand. <laughs> no, I, I totally understand because, um, you know, up until like this past year was the first year that I, that I was in a tree saddle. Uh, before that I either, you know, I had a, a, an XOP, which is, you know, like the, I had an XOP vanish, which is the a lone wolf, um, assault copy basically, but not as good. Um, I can vouch for that. Um, I don't know about, you know, I don't want to say anything bad about the new XOP stuff because I know they've, they've changed some stuff and, and whatever, but I would not recommend the Vanish to anybody. For the price point, I would I would probably save the money and just get the Assault the Lone Wolf if, if the tree stand's the way to go. But I just was never like that comfortable shooting out of a tree stand in the first place. I've never really liked it, you know, um, wasn't too like super keen on heights, you know, and the things up there swaying or whatever. And um, even when you're, you know, obviously, you know, have your harness on and all that stuff. But getting into a shooting position for me, I could never get my like my feet right. You know, you you just stand awkward in a stand because you don't quite have the um, like the base underneath you. Like your your feet aren't where they normally would be if you're shooting on the ground. Um, I don't know. It's just it just never really worked. So I was looking to to change anyway. And then this whole like surge and saddle hunting thing happened. Right. I'm like, okay. so I jumped in um, and uh, I got the Mantis. You know, I tried that for a while. And then, um, another, uh, a friend of a friend, uh, makes, makes saddles too. He, he's, he's like a custom saddle builder. His, his name is John Tucker, uh, builds the, the, the Tacta saddle. So he sent me one to try. And out of the two, the Tacta saddle was definitely way, way more comfortable, um, than the man, no, nothing against tethered, nothing against the Mantis. I have not tried this new Phantom, which is supposed to be like really, really nice, you know, but, um, yes. yeah, for me that, and, and it just basically, you know, whatever saddle you're in, I don't care, you know. It, for for anybody listening just find one that actually fits you but for me it was like absolutely i'm not going to use the term game changer but it was absolutely you know way better <laughs> yeah. than, you know way better than i thought it was going to be and I, I think it's the fact that you constantly have tension on your body that yeah. you feel way more secure and you can kind of brace yourself in certain ways and just get shots off have you uh, what 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 did you uh what what did you end up going with uh, the, I'm actually going to be using the Phantom uh, okay. by Tethered. I tried it out at ATA and I, I, I really like it. Like I've never hunted with a tree saddle. So that's, that's going to be, you know, totally new for this year. I'm, I'm just really excited just to test it out because, um, you know, like I said, the mobility factor is just everything for, for being on public land because, and that's another thing when I'm on public, I don't want to have 15 stands out in the woods you know, for people to go and steal and stuff like that. So it's like yeah. just the, the fact that I can be in any tree basically that I want to, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to, to how it's going to be. So, yeah, I think you're going to like it because, um, for, for me, like I said, it's, uh, it's more stable. It feels more stable. Um, 
you know, having some sort of platform is is, yeah. is key. I think you'll find that. Um, I don't know if you're going to be using the, the, the tethered uh, platform or not. I mean, anybody who uses that thing absolutely raves about it. And, uh, you know, you'll find that yeah, it's not quite as easy as they make it sound, you know, as they make it look on some of the some of the you know marketing videos and stuff where you can, you know, swing all the way around and shoot 360. Well, technically, yeah, but in order to kind of swing around and brace yourself, you kind of need like um you know your feet apart a little bit you need to like push off with one and you know brace with another but you, yeah. you'll figure it out you know i don't know how much how much time you get to practice at ata there with uh you know their their test stuff but um i think i think you picked to get you know from what everyone says about that phantom you know they're it's they say it's way way better than the mantis and um you know they they kind of rave about it so um i think i think you're gonna like it you just got to figure out now your your climbing method you know, you know, right. you can use sticks or whatnot. Um, and then, and then your platform. And then after that, man, I think you're, it's, I, I love it. You know, the ability to sit there and like, why, you know, some people wear theirs in, I can't wear it in. I don't like doing that, but I mean, to be able to like wad it up, you know, and just put it in the bottom of your pack with a couple yep. ropes. And then, uh, for me, I do, I do the one stick climbing method, right? I just, I bring my stick up with me. Um, so I literally have like one stick and I have a platform bolted to the top of that stick. And then that just gets basically, uh, you know, strapped to my pack mm-hmm. and I'm, that's it. I'm, you know, and if I walk in and if I want to sit my ass on the ground, okay, no big deal. I, I'm only hauling in like literally like a pound worth of, um, of, of, uh, right. saddle and like, you know, another pound and a half or two pounds mm-hmm. of stick, you know, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And if I want to climb, I climb. It's awesome. You'll love it. I know that's, I'm, I'm just looking forward to that a lot because it's like, I already carry so much stuff between camera gear and just all my hunting stuff, my backpack, mm-hmm. you know, just everything. So like just the fact that it's so mobile and just lightweight, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to it because the stand thing, don't get me wrong. Like if I had my own land, I would definitely use tree stands, you know, for certain situations and stuff. Oh, yeah. Probably honestly leave them, you know, but mm-hmm. just the fact of my, you know, my particular situation, it, it's just, I'm really excited for it. And it's, it's some of it is also like what people don't kind of factor in is it's so much quicker, like, you know, walking in and out, like just getting ready, you know, like a, a lot yeah. of us, you know, maybe, maybe you, you know, from school, work, whatever, you know, me work, you know, after work, sometimes you just got to, you just got to bomb it to where you're going to go. And you just literally just want to just grab your shit and just start walking in right away. And with the yep. stand, I know you can prep it ahead of time and ever, but man, you got to get your stuff out of the truck or the car or whatever car in my case, you know, so I'm sitting there, you know, unloading stuff out of my trunk and, um, car in my know. case too. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and you're like, okay, we're first, I got to stuff this in here. Then I got to do that. Then I got to strap my, you know, uh, stand to this and get the, you know, the thread, the buckles and everything just right from all the straps. So it doesn't jingle around and blah, blah, blah. And, and all these sticks. And it just, it just, it takes, you know, an extra five, 10 minutes on either end. And of course, at the end of the night, you know, it's dark, you know, you just want to get the hell out, go back, you know, it, it's, you know, it, so much easier as far as like a cleanup if you will you know you get down you just throw the shit in the pack and you just walk out there's so much less stuff to get um you know to tough you know it's not just the physical weight of it but it's just getting getting to the woods and getting out of the woods is, is so much so much quicker too so you know I, I really like that aspect of it too right super convenient <laughs> super convenient um filming so I think last time you said you're filming on on a on a DSLR camera, or, yeah, or I have I... a uh, Sony A6300, um, 
and I, I really like the camera. It's just kind of a pain in the butt to self-film with because the screen doesn't come out and rotate and I'm doing everything in full manual. So it's just like constantly having to check it and stuff, but yeah, it, it is a really nice camera. Um, and it, it would be awesome if I had like a second camera for like different shot angles and stuff, which mm-hmm. is in the works for this year. Um, I'm definitely going to be upgrading and, and getting some new stuff, but currently I just have one camera that I run and, uh, you know, when I'm by myself, sometimes it takes me three, four takes of a certain shot that I want to get, you know, how looking, how I want it. So, um, but yeah, I, I, that's what I run and I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I know you said last time that you were looking to upgrade that. So I, I wasn't sure if you'd actually pulled the trigger on something or, you know, gotten, you know, gotten hooked up with, with any, I don't know if you have any sponsors or anything like that, you know, from, um, from your connections or whatever that you've made or anything like that. But, um, does the, the, the filming thing to me, I mean, I'm still doing like, just like, like cheap videos on my phone. Right. Um, I, cause I don't want to haul in all like the, you know, the camera arm and then, you know, the, the camera that I might drop out of the tree, which is a lot of money, <laughs> you know, that you know, but on the other hand, I do want something nicer to be able to sit there and like, you know, film, you know, and, 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 have it ready kind of at the moment of truth if need be rather than sitting there trying to like okay how am i going to like prop up my phone and not have it fall and you know right. trying to capture some sort of shot or whatever so i'm uh, i'm kind of torn on it i think i have i i have other ways i want to spend my money right now you know but it would certainly be nice to have at least like a i don't know an, an entry level decent kind of filming setup you know yeah i mean there's like there's like little handy cams and stuff that you can get they're just like mm-hmm very standard um just like video cameras um and i and i usually recommend that to a lot of people that are just getting into filming and because what a lot of people don't realize is yeah you're you're not just filming but it it just brings a whole new aspect to your hunt to your hunt because it's like Mm -hmm. you have to remember to position it correctly and and make sure you're on the deer and also do everything you're trying to do to to shoot and stuff like that so it's a whole new dynamic but um, you know, I usually just recommend something simple that you just open the screen and press record. Um, so like a, a Sony FDR AX 33 or something is like a handy cam that's super convenient to use. And, and the quality is still there, you know, so it's, it's yeah. a good camera. It's just also really great for, you know, beginners. So it may not be 4k, but it's still like what 1080p probably, or yeah, I mean, Honestly, I haven't really been looking lately, but I would almost guarantee there's a lot of 4K video cameras out there that are still, you know, budget friendly and also like simple, you know, good beginner cameras as well. Just something like a handy cam. I, I would I'd bet money on it. <laughs> I just I haven't really been looking because I'm like, OK, I'm not ready to buy yet. So don't be looking yet. <laughs> so I'm looking right now. The Sony, would you say Sony Handycam FDR AX33? Is that yeah. What you said? yeah, I think that's an older version, but there might be a 35. Yeah, man, they're still like uh, five to eight hundred bucks. Good lord, or my my, maybe I'm not looking at the right one here. I mean, you yeah. can get them cheaper if they're like yeah. you can get a used one real cheap, but um, I mean they're 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 just easy to use and and like I said, the quality is still really good. So, I mean, you kind of. Yeah, think- <laughs> You kind of get what you pay for, you know, so. Well, well, that's the thing I hear, you know, 
I, I everyone kind of looks for you know the the golden like unicorn right so if, if i can find something for like under 150 200 bucks maybe you know but still like not a piece of crap and it's going to last for you know several years then i might you know want want to do it and there's all the it's it's pretty tempting because i looked at you know amazon for some of these um even like for like action cams you know like the gopro copies and stuff like that some of them uh get really really great reviews that are like 50 60 bucks you know and i really thought about doing those but then like you'll hear one person saying "Uh uh-uh don't don't even bother you know it's it's not worth it so i don't know i kind of keep going back and forth going huh i can save up for that but i really want another stick bow so i don't know (laughs) like custom (laughs) custom this or that or whatever so i'm saving up like shit you know (laughs) prioritize (laughs) yeah i mean you're always gonna have you know good and bad reviews for stuff you know you kind of got to take that with a grain of salt but you really do get what you pay for obviously you can get stuff for cheap if you buy used or you know package deals and stuff like that but i mean i don't know like when i when i recommend somebody who's just just starting out i say go cheap even if the quality isn't the greatest you know you can you can just learn the dynamic of filming and get mm-hmm. get a few hunts on film and and figure out how you you know how what's best for you and the easiest setup and stuff like that and then slowly you know you can sell that camera and and put that money towards a, a better one and stuff like that so right. that's kind of like what i recommend to people um which is honestly what i did i i started out with something that looked like a little cell phone that i mean it was like a kodak I don't mm-hmm. even know what, but it, it had like three <laughs> buttons on it and I used to film with it. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it, it really helps you learn the the dynamic of it. And then, you know, you can obviously get better equipment to, you know, once you tackle it, I guess. <laughs> do you, do you use a microphone like a, um, like a lavalier mic or anything like that with yours? Or do you just like talk right into the, into the screen? Um, I do have a mic. I used to not, but it, it really does help. Um, I have, a, it's like a road. I don't even know what brand it is. It's got, mm-hmm. the, it's like, puff. I call it a puffy. <laughs> it's a yeah. Puff ball. Um, yeah. But that's, yeah, that's that, cuts, that really, cuts the wind, right? Yeah. It, it dampens the wind and it, it, it makes your, your sound a lot clearer. Um, and yeah. I, I really like it. Like, it's really nice. I, so. I have one that I can even use with my phone. You know, I just I just never bring it along. So I'm like, man, there's just more wires and stuff. You got to sneak through your, you know, your jacket or, you know, your, your layers or whatever. But, you know, it does make it even if you're just filming like on your phone or something like that. Right. If I'm in the tree or, you know, trying to be quiet, you know, at you know golden hour kind of thing, I find that, you know, you can't even if you whisper like the phone's not going to pick it up unless you have like a high quality mic. And then yep. if you're going to like, you know, or, or camera, whatever, if you're going to bring the thing like really close and kind of talk into the microphone like that, too, I find that when I when I film like that, I'm like, good Lord, I'm sitting there like like with a shot like straight up my nostrils. Right. Because I have the phone <laughs> like right to my mouth. I'm like no one wants to see that. You know, because yeah. <laughs> that's the only and then, you know, what, then what's the point of whispering? Because the phone's not going to pick it up anyway. And then I'm just like, should I just, you know, do the mic or not? I don't know. It's, it's just too much. It's like a love hate thing. And I've heard it for years from people who who uh, who, who feel who self film. And some people were like, I'll never do it again. It's cost me dear. And it cost me one last year or the previous year. You know, I was too busy doing like a vlog at like the last 20 minutes of freaking shooting light. Like dumbest thing ever. And, you know, I got blown at from you know 10 yards away and the thing took off i'm like you got to be fucking kidding me you know what am i doing you know but on the other hand i'm still trying to put out stuff on youtube and you know i I don't know it's 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 one of those uh uh, love love hate things what do you um 
what are you, what are you carrying everything in there with? Like, are you are you walking far first of all, or like what kind of backpack are you using to do, to do all this? Um, I have a Badlands pack. I think it's the Sprint. Um, okay. I really I really like it. Um, it it's honestly hauled a lot of stuff and probably more weight than what it's even designed for. Um, but I honestly just kind of like I have a camera bag. It's just a real small small bag that holds basically my two extra lenses and then like SD cards and just little odds and ends things. I stick that in my pack and then um, depending on if I'm hunting on the ground or the tree, I'll put my camera arm in there um, or, you know, if I'm on the ground, I have a tripod that I usually just put the camera on and walk in with it just in case I need to be ready to film something right away. Yeah. Um, and I just grab my bow and, and go pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you, you just basically, I mean, you can pretty much, like you said, make any backpack work. It's just, you know, there's some, when you start carrying heavier, heavier weights, you know, they're, I don't know, they're organized better. They can carry, you know, carry a little bit better. So, you know, I've, I've done everything from, you know, like a Jan sport or like a cheapy Cabela's, you know, just kind of backpack, backpack, you know, to, yeah. um, you know, I've got a, I've got a Kuyu one and I've got a Kafaru, uh, um, one that started uh, using this year, the door gunner, they're a smaller one. I love that thing. I wish it's a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but uh, I was talking to Aaron Snyder, actually, uh, I was asking him some questions about that and I, I'm going to get him on the podcast too, but, um, nice. I, I said, uh, you know, I said, I would love for you guys to make this thing bigger, you know, and then we kind of went back and forth and he's like, um, you know, long story short, you know, he, he said, you know, the guys that are using the stuff that's actually, they're actually killing stuff, you know, they're using some of the bigger frame ones and packing, even the Midwest guys, you know, in Eastern, Eastern whitetail guys, um, you know, packing it out with some of the bigger stuff. And, you know, and I think, what did he say? He said, you know, I'm not going to build packs for guys that don't kill shit. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I said, I'm that guy, man, but <laughs> full disclosure, you know, I didn't shoot anything last year. I didn't shoot anything this year, you know, he was laughing. So, um, you know, and he's got, you know, they got to make business decisions, you know, but uh, I, I do think there's a market for this explosion and in, in, in especially with saddle hunting, um, you know, something that can carry a decent amount of gear, uh, something for us like northern guys that, you know, kind of have to basically like have two sets of clothes and that second set of clothes is completely like off our bodies, you know, cause we're walking in and, you know, like just like the base layer and, and like pants or whatever kind of thing, even when it's like, like butt ass cold out there. And then you basically put on another set of layers and you know, maybe like another vest and an outer layer and all that. And all that shit has to be like strapped, um, e- either strapped to the outside of the pack or inside the pack, you know? So I'm still, um, you know, I, I go back and forth between the two packs I have, I make it work. And, uh, I think the hardest part, I think you might find the hardest part too, when you get into the saddle thing is, um, what, how to, how to carry your climbing sticks. I don't know if you're going to use sticks or if you're going to use, you know, something else. Um, I would, I would tend to push you toward the sticks having tried, you know, some of like the cam over like wild edge steps kind of thing. I don't want to bad mouth any, any of that stuff did not work for me. Um, and a lot of people kind of have problems with, you know, confidence with those things, but, um, you know, just, just sticks are your biggest problem, right? I mean, your, or climbing method really is your biggest problem. And whether you carry like one stick, like I do, or like three or four, like other people do, you still have to deal with, you know, how, how do I transport those things, you know, solid, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, honestly, my plan was just to strap them to my pack. I, I was probably going to do sticks. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm short, so I need like 
a couple of them just to get a little bit of height because yeah. <laughs> my my leg reach is not very long but um yeah, yeah I, I don't know I'll I'm honestly gonna just trial and error it like figure it out as I go um but yeah. that's probably what I'll do I'll just strap them to my pack and I mean like my, my pack is honestly like the perfect size. Like it's not too big, not too small, but I'm also not a very big person. So I do not like giant backpacks because, um, then there it's just awkward and the weight isn't where it needs to be in the night. It kills my shoulders and just stuff like that. So this particular pack, I love it. Like, it's just, it, it fits me and, and my needs, I guess. So I, yeah, I really, I, it, it sometimes reminds me, um, makes me laugh because I have a seven year old daughter and in the morning when she's going, you know, I'm walking her to the school bus, right? Like her, her school backpack is basically the size of like a high school backpack. Right. Cause they, yeah. for some reason for first and second graders, whatever they, they, they tend to pack in like, like a whole bunch of crap in there. Right. And this thing is like, like literally like half the size of her body, you know, or, or the entire <laughs> size of her upper body. And it's huge on her. And she's like yeah. kind of toddling along, waddling along, trying to carry this. And I'm going, I probably look like that trying to walk through the marsh. <laughs> you know, this thing's like huge. Yep. <laughs> so I'm like, I feel your pain, you know? <laughs> Yeah, Start young, uh, get used to it. <laughs> I know. I, um, the, the, the number one problem I had, not number, well, maybe number one problem I had with, uh, with the sticks though, is when you ditch the stand, like when you, um, you know, when you have a stand, you have a solid surface to be able to kind of strap those sticks to, right? Um, whether you go horizontal, vertical, stack them, whatever kind of thing. And that, that stand is basically like a solid platform. It's rigid. And then, you know, uh, it carries that way. I found that when I tried to strap um, sticks to a backpack, a backpack is is soft, you know. Even if it's a frame pack, even you know, even if you got stuff inside of it, you never have the, you never always have the exact same amount of stuff inside of it, and it'll kind of squish around. So my problem was, you know, how how do I secure these um, these steps? uh, from kind of, kind of jiggling back and forth, you know, you know, you know, wiggling back and forth, you know, as, as you kind of move. So, but like you said, you just, you just kind of, you just kind of figure it out what works for you. And you kind of, you kind of tweak your, uh, uh, your, your mobile setup, you know what I mean? And then you see something on one of these forums that someone else tried. Like, I don't know if you've dived into the Saddle Hunter, uh, Facebook group or Saddle Hunter, uh, forum at all, you know, and, <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I mean, make like a, make like, God knows how many bags of popcorn because you will go down so many goddamn rabbit holes and you're like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. Oh, maybe I'll try this. Oh, wait, I'm going to completely ditch this. I'm going to buy 50 feet or open, do it this way. And like, nope, I'm not going to, you know, it's, it, yeah, you, you, you got to sort through There's a lot of stuff. And kind of, there, there are a ton of options and yeah. I'm glad I had a whole season to kind of work through my you know, my deal. And I'm like, I've, I've kind of settled on something that's works really well for me. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable with climbing. I'm comfortable with my equipment, you know? So, um, you know, but you'll, you'll, you'll get there. You'll figure it out for me. That's like tinkering is part of the fun, right. For doing all oh, of absolutely. this, whether it's working on my bows, you know, you know, working on guns, hand loading, you know, arrow tuning, whatever, all that shit. And that part of that is also like, I don't know if you're like me, but I love taking my uh, um, backpacks, you know, apart and like just like repacking them, <laughs> you know, just, yeah, yeah. And, and it ends no, up I'm being the same exact way. same way. And you're like, oh, I think I improved <laughs> something. No, you put it back together the same damn way you had it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm the same way. Like I'm I'm always like trying to figure out, OK, what what what's going to be better? What can I do that's going to improve this or that or whatever? So I totally feel that. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, uh, I every year I try to get rid of stuff. You know, I do the whole purge thing. Like, I get, what didn't I use? You know, um, and I've actually gotten really good at that. I used to be pretty bad. I'm like, well, I might be able to use it. Uh, well, it might come in handy in this kind of emergency. Well, I might, you know, you know, I, I might need, uh, you know, to drink uh, muddy water out of a, you know, so I might have to have a life straw. Right. I'm never that far away. If I ever get lost overnight, I don't need a Snickers bar. I, I could, you know, I'm, I'm okay with, uh, you know, the onboard calorie count that I already have. I'm not going to die overnight, you know? So, I mean, I, I cut out some of the, you know, just ridiculous stuff, you know, but I do tend to drink a lot of water or Gatorade. I can't get rid of that, but that's just, uh, you know, to keep, you know, to keep fresh out there. But yeah, right. it's, uh, it, it's definitely fun. Um, so you went to ATA and, um, did you, uh, what, what, what kind of struck you there as far as like, um, you know, you definitely said the saddle, right. Is there anything else that kind of popped out at you, uh, that do you think you're going to use or try to incorporate, you know, in your, in your hunting or, um, even in your, you know, hunting, social media, whatever, you know, have at it. I mean, any, anything pop out at you? Oh gosh. Uh, if I'm being honest, I did not get a chance to really like that. Like, so ATA has like a new innovation section or whatever, where it's just a mm-hmm. big table of all different products that are new. I didn't even get a chance to look at any of it because I was so busy. Like I had meetings the whole time and just, you know, every five seconds I'm running into somebody I know and, and then I get stuck in a hour long conversation and stuff like that. So I did not get a chance to look at everything like I was hoping to. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, like not to keep coming back to this battle thing, but that really was like the one thing that I was like, wow, this is going to be quote unquote, a game changer for me because say I it, just, say it, say it. Okay. Game changer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know everybody yep. uses that, but you know what I mean, though? Like, it's it really is just something that I'm, I'm looking forward to just using the heck out of it and just, you know, picking it apart and seeing seeing how well it works for me. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm potentially getting a new bow this year. I might get the VXR um, from Matthews. Um, okay. Matthews, not really yeah. for any particular reason. I just, you know, my, my Tri-X is – I've had it for two years, and I absolutely love that bow, but um, – I might right. do like a little bit of a giveaway with that. Um, I gave away my first mm-hmm. bow, and so I might, I might kind of keep that going because there's definitely people out there who could use something like that and just can't afford a good bow. Um, yeah. And mine has treated me very well, so I, I, w- I love giving back to people and you know just helping people out. So that that's probably, you know, what I'm going to be doing this year. So I'm I'm excited to do that, and then obviously get a new bow. Right. So we'll see, but yeah. Well, that- that's very cool. I, I actually ended up doing that uh, a couple of years ago. I had a Samick Sage that I wasn't shooting anymore, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, basically I was just trying to clear house. And it was one of those like, OK, I'm feeling generous, kind of like pay, pay it forward, you know, kind of thing for uh, appeasing the, you know, the hunting, you know, goodwill gods kind of thing. And I just put it out on Facebook like, hey, I got a, I got this 40 pound Samick Sage. I'm not shooting it anymore if if anybody wants it and i mean like truly really needs it you know like only ask for it if you you know can't afford it or trying to get it for someone who, you know who you're trying to get into hunting or traditional bow hunting or whatever and um yeah i, I ended up sending it off to uh, to someone they were very appreciative and all i said was look you know you don't have to hold on to this forever you know i it's yours to do with what you wish but you know I would I would appreciate it if you do decide to send it on down the road, either do the same thing, give it away for free or at like a very, very reasonable cost to somebody so that they can afford to get into this, you know, and that's kind of about all you can do, you know, so I think that's a good thing you're doing. 
Yeah, I, I, I really like doing that. I, I did a giveaway for my first bow and I pretty much did it. Like I made people send me in like, okay, why do you deserve this bow? Like what, you know, what, what are you going to use it for? Are you going to, are you new to hunting? Cause I really wanted it to be to, you know, go to somebody that was either new to hunting or like a youth, mm-hmm. um, you know, just, just because that's, I just want to get more people involved, you know, and obviously those are the yeah, kind of absolutely. people that need it more than people that are already doing it. So that's, that's what I did. And I had like a little mini contest, I guess, just, I just had people write in and tell me their stories. And it was so hard to pick because I was like, man, there's so many people that I feel are very deserving of this. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, yeah, I don't even yeah. know. So that was a process, but, um, yeah, a girl in uh, Kansas ended up getting it, and she was sending me pictures of her shooting it and stuff. So it, it made me really happy. Like I, I feel like I, I made a good decision with it. So I'll probably do something similar to that. Awesome. Good. That's, that, 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 that's that's good. Yeah, that's good karma. Karma. Yeah. All right, I'm getting like a poor connection signal here. So before uh, before I lose you, we're getting almost on an hour over here anyway. So um, before I lose you here, then. Um, I guess we can kind of, you know, start wrapping this up. Like where, where can people, you know, where's the best place to, to see your stuff? Um, where do they follow you? And, you know, any, any like big plans, any big hunts, any big plans coming up for this year? Okay. So this year I honestly have a lot of stuff planned. I'm not going to like spill the beans too early yet. Cause I, some of the stuff is not quite locked in, but I have a lot of turkey hunts planned. Cool. Um, I might go down South and do some hog hunting and predator hunting. And obviously oh. deer season, I will be, I'll be on the road quite a bit. So I'm really excited for it. Um, this year I'm really trying to push my videos and, and YouTube, I guess. Um, I've, I've, kind of had Instagram for a long time, but YouTube Mm -hmm. is kind of where I'm going with everything. Um, so my Instagram, uh, is K eight L I N M underscore 34. And then my YouTube. And then I also have a Facebook page that I'm trying to work on. Um, those are both Caitlin Moss outdoors. So that's how you can find me and everything that I'll be doing this year. I'm pretty much going to be putting on there and I'm, I'm really excited. (laughs) Cool. Are you, uh, when you go in turkey hunting, is it going to be, uh, just all, all archery or are you, you going to, are you kind of in any weapon shotgun or whatever? You know, I have been trying to kill a turkey with my bow for the last three years now and it has yeah, not happened. <laughs> so I always start out with my bow, but if it doesn't work out at the end of the day, I'd rather shoot one with a gun and, and mm-hmm. have one than not anything at all. So yeah, I kind yeah. of usually just take both and, you know, if somebody's filming me, they'll carry the gun and I'll just be ready with my bow and then we kind of swap, but I'm, I'm really trying to get one with a bow. So that's my goal for this year. Yeah, me too. I, I've, I'm, I'm three years uh, negative on that, but I've had some really, really close encounters and, yeah. uh, they're, I mean, it's just super exciting when they're, when they're that close, you know, when it, when you miss or when they don't go down, it sucks. But, um, you know, I, I got to thinking like, I'm like, man, you know, if I had a, if I had a shotgun, I mean, this would be over, it'd be done, right. you know? <laughs> And I, I, I tell myself that I'm like, eh, it would be kind of like an empty feeling, you know, like it would have been kind of too easy. But then I'm like, man, I really like, uh, really like turkey meat. So. <laughs> right, exactly. And I, I'm not going to lie, like last year I didn't kill one. It was a very tough season. Um, like the birds were hend up super early and then they just kind of shut down by the, yeah. you know, when it was supposed to be prime time, at least in Missouri. And it was just, it was just a rough time. Like we had a 
very difficult time even just getting on birds. So at that point, I was happy to use a shotgun because, you know, like, it's kind of easier, but if they're not, if they're not cooperating and not working well, then it's still not easy. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I hear it. I've heard that a lot this, this past year too, with, uh, them being henned up a lot, like where I was, um, you know, the areas that I, that I normally hunt, but I know there's like a high population. Uh, a lot of the areas that I normally hunt were flooded and that flooding actually carried all the way through until like deer, like halfway through deer season too. So it kind of screwed up a lot of the areas I wanted to get in for deer, but I didn't hear a ton of gobbling that I saw plenty of turkeys. I don't think the turkey count was down, but I, but there was like less gobbling, you know? So, you know, if you're walking in at like four 30 in the morning, you know, and you don't, you know, you don't, you don't hear them by five, five 30. You're like, well, shit, am I, am I in the right place? Are they not here or are they just quiet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had, I had a lot of days like that. It was, it was a really weird season, honestly. And, and I like, so when I went back to Pennsylvania, um, I had seen there was one hen that ran across the road in front of me and I think she had three or four babies with her mm-hmm. and um, I had heard from a lot of different people that they were seeing that the, the hatch numbers were down. Um, so I don't know as far as like adult, you know, mature birds, maybe numbers aren't bad, but I think in the next couple of years, we're going to see a little bit of a decline um, just because of all the flooding. I don't, I don't know if right. the hatch was really all that great. So I'm, I'm interested to see how it's going to be. Um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely a weird spring. Like, like everything was like shifted and kind of off. So yeah, that's that's yeah, that's exactly my concern with the flooding here, like you said, because of the hatch. Um, you know, I don't know if the hatch was any lower, but since we had so much flooding after, you know, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't see like a ton of pools running around. Um, right. You know, hope those little little birds didn't, you know, like drown or float away yeah. or whatever, you know, so um but anyway, I mean, they, they bounce back. They're resilient. You know, they, I say the same thing with like deer with, uh, you know, cold winters and stuff. I mean, they're pretty hardy. So, you know, it's uh, you just got to, I guess, make the most out of your season. It sounds like you got a pretty awesome season coming up. And I'm looking uh, really forward to watching all your stuff and, and seeing your stuff on uh, Instagram and stuff. So um, I guess with that said, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thanks for doing this a second time. I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> Thanks for having right. me. <laughs>